Sunday show presented to you by the Birdsaw Law Firm. Before we get into it, make sure you like, comment, and, su- and subscribe. Before we hear from our sponsors at Birdsaw Law Firm, got to shout out the LSU Tigers, LSU Lady Tigers, national champs, Angel Reese, right? That whole thing, ring her, all that stuff. Like, comment, subscribe. Sunday show, about to get into it. But first, before we get into it, let's hear from our friends at the Birdsaw Law Firm. This podcast is sponsored by the Birdsaw Law Firm, the official injury lawyers of Boot Crew Media. Birdsaw Law Firm is a family practice that has been a staple in the greater New Orleans area since 1963. Specializing in automobile accidents and slip and falls for the past 60 years, you can trust the Birdsaw Law Firm to handle your claim professionally while treating you like family in the process. The Birdsaw Law Firm is located at 918 Poitier Street near the Superdome. Give them a call today at 504-523-5413 or message them on Instagram if you or someone you know has been involved in an accident. Be sure to mention Boot Crew Media sent you to get your free consultation today. Once again, you can reach them at 504-523-5413. Lito Chaz and Chris Connor joined the show tonight. Before we get into it, Chris, great show last night with Ross. That was an awesome recap. Um, Let's start off with Lito. Because I want to get your thoughts. I think I might know your answer. I think I might know your answer. What's been the biggest difference of the Pelicans over the last two weeks? Man, you know, there's this uh there's a seven foot guy that uh you know I think I think for some reason I don't know if he was lost, but they seem to have found him. Uh or they they've they've found a way to use him, they remembered how to use him. Um just get him getting him involved. You know, it, it yields benefits uh, towards the team. And, and yeah, man, he has <clears throat> he struggles defensively. But I think the Pelicans have do- been doing a better job of putting him in situational matchups with other, you know, bigs or or they when they play teams that they could they could beat inside. Right. They, they could take advantage of the matchups. They've done that. I think also Jonas is a, a lot better passer than people uh, understand that he is so it's not even necessarily about him scoring it's about him getting touches to fill out the game it's been a lot of cuts and interior passes and connective passes that he's been making <clears throat> and the other thing too like we talked about this a couple pods ago or maybe last week yo a 741 260 70 pound dude he said a hell of a pick man you know what i'm saying and and, and uh Brandon has been taking advantage of that mm-hmm. uh, a lot, whether it's, you know, coming off the curl, shooting off the pick, or even just, like, bouncing it back to JV. Like, he's been doing a good job of that. I think the Pelicans also, like, movement-wise, ha- have increased uh, exponentially. Um, and they've been really playing a smarter brand of basketball. Um, the other, I mean, what changed? Man, Trey's growth. Trey's, Trey's yeah. growth has changed. Um, it's a it's a lot of things that in a short amount of time seems to have uh, they have working in their in their favor. Chris, you mentioned last night you talked about pace and that they're playing a lot faster. Um, I've also noticed that right. You're starting to see more Brandon Ingram. Obviously, he's dropped two triple doubles in the last whatever it is, six games. But he's rebounding the ball more, which then leads to have him having the ball in transition going downhill. Has that played a major factor in what's been different? Um, about this team is Brandon Ingram and then also the pace of play. I mean, that's a, that's a part of it. You know, I think post Lakers game is when everything kind of just changed. You get embarrassed like that. 
uh, at home in a game you had to win, you know, now your your back is completely against the wall. And it seemed like from there, even against, you know, subpar talent, just the mentality change. Just, you know, now you see Jonas get more involved. Um, you know, throughout the month, the, the month of March, uh, Lito was talking about Trey Murphy, but I, I mean, played 35 minutes. Uh, we averaged 35 minutes for the month of March. That's a huge increase from, I think, where he's been at any part of this season. So you're putting the best players or your most important players on the floor. Um, uh, you know, another thing on Trey and similar to Jonas, those guys have been more involved. So it's not just a whole bunch of ISO basketball that's got this team into trouble. Dudes kind of kind of just looking like sometimes they just were disinterested out there just, just playing for themselves. Seems like something switched. I don't know you know exactly uh who you give the credit to, but as a team, they got back to doing some of the things that worked well for them last year with this particular team. When Zion comes back, it's gonna be a whole different <laughs> situation that may, you know, that you're gonna have to work at. But what we're talking about with this team. It works best when everyone's involved. Brandon has the basketball and is able to attack. Um, and you can have certain – even a guy like CJ be more off-ball and have an opportunity to attack in that way versus being more of a traditional point guard. Yeah, Chaz, got to get to you. Um, is this what <laughs> you've been wanting to see from Brandon? Is this the type of Brandon Ingram you've been wanting to see? I think I think far as the attack in the rim, playing a lot faster um, – getting to the line, going into not avoiding contact. I think that's really great to see. Um, still not enough three-point attempts, but then again, I can't. I guess I can't really blame a person for sticking to what they do well. You know what I'm saying? If you don't feel confident in taking the three, it's just like, you know, avoid it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Do what you get to your bread and butter and, you know, make that happen. And that's what's uh, been happening. I think um, to Chris and Lito's point, I think a lot of it started with the pace increase playing with a higher sense of urgency. The wings are actually rebounding. Herb Jones's offense has been a bit of a revelation. Trey Murphy's defense has been a bit of a revelation and doing things off the dribble, creating a little bit more for himself, driving, getting to the line, uh, putbacks, et cetera, et cetera. Um, team is probably making a couple more threes than they probably should yeah. be making. And, you know, to keep it a cool dollar, you know, some people just you – know, some people pulling the plug on the season and you happen to be playing them at the time they're pulling the plug or at the time they're resting back-to-backs, whatever the case may be. But at the end of the day, you know, the number going to be the same on the win-loss column. So you you need to take whatever win you can get. Lito, speaking of Brandon Ingram, um, <laughs> so there's a question here today. Uh, or you actually rebuttal, or you got back to me. Um, is Brandon, I said Brandon was playing like a superstar. Is he a superstar? I think so. Let me say this in the, in the, the last two weeks, I, I have, it, it's no doubt in my mind. He's a superstar in the last, in the last two weeks, he's played like an absolute superstar. I think if you would have asked me prior to with, with what he was, you know, he was his output, I don't necessarily think it, it wasn't superstarish, right? He, 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 this guy at this point, I've never seen Brandon Ingram like this before. And, you know, I was all, you know, as far as like the playoff run last year, he was incredible, but it's like he's taking it to another, he's better than he was last year going into the plan. 
can, Lito, can I cut you off for a second? Because I want to ask you ask you this question. What did you mean by you know his previous right? Like, were, were you saying that he's not really he wasn't affecting winning, or was he went impacting the game in multiple ways? What, what did you, I want you to kind of elaborate a little bit on for that? Sure. Like all of that, I think his his he was getting his numbers because Brandon is a Brandon is a he he can score right. Like that's that's something that Brandon can do. That's what you 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 know him for right. He can he's he's a mid range professional artist that's what he does that 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 is a that is a playoff shot but I think the thing with the Pelicans is it wasn't as a holistically as a team it wasn't converting to wins just based upon I think the usage but like shout out to coach Mike Cipran like Mike has been saying the game has slowed down so like last year when he came into that season you know Zion was out the game slowed down at, at, a, at a level, but now it's like the game has slowed down to him and it's at a masterful level to where mm. not only is, <clears throat> you know, the midi is there, it's always going to be there. He he has the length and he has the athleticism to get a shot off whenever he wants to do it. But now he's seeing the floor. Like you can't just send that double at him. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and he well, they knows, did last night and he picked them apart. That's what I'm saying. You you can't you can't. I mean, you can do it, but like you you're gonna. Other players are going are reaping the benefits of Brandon's ability to see the floor. He's his game is slowed down to the point where it's like it's not even just the time. It's not even the passes. It's the timing of the passes. It's like a. It's like he's in a pocket, right? And it's a five step drop, and he just feels the pressure. He knows when the defense is coming, and he gets the ball out at the right time. Um, <clears throat> there was a that back pick with. He waited to the precise moment to throw that pass. But can we can I talk about that for a second? Because yeah. what gets him open is the back screen initially, right? And that's to kind of towards Chaz's point too. He started to take a little bit more of contact, right? And embracing it a little bit more. And to set a really good that's what Steph Curry does so well. I don't literally know. have this on my phone right now. That's crazy. What's that? You mentioned that. That's the uh, place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's it's a it's a beautiful back screen. And then also, Lito, to your point, JV sets a hell of a down screen off of on Kawhi, and Plumlee yeah. is helping because Herb Jones is open, and that's the movement we've been wanting to see. Now, Chris, Lito talks about his passing ability. I've said this for a while now. I think Brandon's an underrated passer. I think he's an incredible passer. I thought last night, man, throwing going over a double team, especially with Zubat, throwing it across court and hitting Trey right in the, the shooter's pocket where Trey pump fakes takes the one dribble and lays it up and do it again. But Trey Murphy made a ridiculous catch. <laughs> he might be like, he might have a future in the NFL. Um, what have you seen from Brandon passing wise? Cause I don't think it's um, talked about enough. His shot making is incredible. His passing's not talked about enough. Yeah. I mean, I think dating back to his days in, in Los Angeles, like he's, he's always been a, been a really good passer. There were times um, even like dating back to his rookie year and his, and, and his second year um, where I think specifically his second year, Lonzo Ball ended up ended up going out with an injury, whatever whatever year that was, second or third. But Lonzo goes out with an injury, pretty much done for the year, and Brandon's playing point guard. And out of nowhere, you're seeing the assists creep up and rise up, double doubles. He was on a really good run, and he got hurt. So like it's just the passing doesn't really surprise me. I think it's the now it's it's the passing with the bracketed coverages that he's getting. Like, it's the context behind the passing. Now it's not as – he's not doing it as the second or third best player. Now he's – like, he's doing it as the guy, the guy with the most responsibility on the floor offensively. And 
the coverages aren't changing. He's being trapped. He's been trapped a lot. I mean, you, you know, he's looking at three or four dudes. It's, it's all different types of looks that people are throwing at him. They're trying to be physical with him. Um, but the knowing where everyone at the like the overall awareness, I think, with some of these pass passes, the anticipation and the accuracy on them. He yes. threw a lot of them cross court. Some of those could have went out of bounds. The passes to the uh, to the free throw line that turns into a hockey assist, like those kind of plays. Him putting together during during this particular stretch, along with just kind of being back to what was big for this team last year. Point bi, it's been great. And he hasn't really been turning the basketball over. He had the game and Golden State where he had six turnovers, but. You know, you're talking about 30, you're talking about eight here, 11. I'm thinking in March, he, he averaged 30 and seven. Um, and the turnovers, for the most part, were, were kept under control. In these kind of games right now, in which you kind of need all of them, it's good to see. Yeah. Uh, five joined the show. How you doing, five? I don't know if you can. Uh, can ah, you damn. Me? I was on mute. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's popping, man? I'm good. Good. So. Um, I'm going to get to you in a second here. Chaz, um, so – I've also noticed, speaking of which, uh, the ball's been more in Brandon's hands initiating the offense and also Herb Jones's hands, a little bit out of CJ's hands. Uh, have you have you liked that where Brandon and Herb are kind of initiating the offense and CJ's off ball? I feel like the I personally I feel like the ball's been moving way better um when CJ's off ball than when he's on ball. Yeah, I I, I think um that's always been the ideal scenario. Um speaking this offseason with Grub, we talked a lot about Herb initiating the offense. Um, you know, it's unfortunate you don't see much of it till later in the season when things are, you know, dicey to say. But um, ultimately, with Brandon, who's always been a great passer since, you know, since L.A. to Chris's point, um, I think this is probably why you're seeing such a good, a better brand of basketball because you are taking the ball out of CJ hands, which, you know, to his credit, you know, it's playing hurt and he's not traditionally known as a point guard he's playing out of quote-unquote out of position so you know i think that was kind of doomed from the start but you're seeing you know you're seeing again you know you go back you're seeing people look for jv you're seeing people get into the teeth of the defense not swaying you know swaying away from contact getting to the line knocking down their free throws if i'm not mistaken in the first half of um the game i think I think Brandon might have missed one free throw. I know Trey missed two. Two. And in the second half, I don't think anyone missed any free throws. So mm. that to me, that's like, yo, that's that's what you do. Like, you know what I'm saying? That that's how you get it done. You know what I'm saying? It, you know, a game like that where every possession counts, because the Clippers didn't just go away. It took every possession, every trip to the line mattered. And I think they went and um they definitely took advantage of that. And Brandon especially because he um that he didn't miss a free throw in the second half. Yeah, um, Ross, show we got full show. Hey guys, uh, Jarrett, get you in here. What do you? Question was was is Brandon is playing a superstar, right? Is he a superstar? Is this type of branding in the last two three weeks a superstar? Yeah, but I'm tired of waiting to the springtime to see it. <laughs> I I, I want to see this over. You know, 82 games. Uh, hell, if it's just 70 games, I'd be great with it. Like, I just want to see this consistently. We all know that Brandon can do this. We've seen this before. This isn't like a, an anomaly. No, we just want to see this over like a, a long stretch. I don't want you to miss 29 games for a toe. I really don't. I really don't. I'm not. I'm not saying that the, the injury wasn't valid. I'm not discrediting it at all. I just want you to be healthy and be on the floor so you can do this. Because I believe. I don't think you suck. 
I think you can do this quite often. I just want to see this over an expanded period of time. This is year seven for you. So, you know, I, I think that's a little bit of the, you know, when people step back from you, it's like, ah, this year seven, he should be entering his prime. He's not healthy. He can't stay healthy. But we know this is probable for you. This you can do. You can be this kind of person and be this type of player. I just, we just would like to see it over, um, you know, a full season. That's well said. Yeah. Lito. Um, so with uh, JV, I, I'm, I'm sorry. So JV um, posted another double double last night. Uh, mm-hmm. What'd you think of him? Cause you know, Ross and uh, Chris did the show last night, but they thought JV was very, was a huge part in that game. Uh, would you like from him? Because, you know, you talk about defensively, we all know he's, he's not the best, right. But he also does a lot of really good things that impact the game. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that gets lost in the whole defensive scheme and everything like that. Yeah. I mean, he, J, JV is a, he's a, he's a high IQ basketball player. He's knowledgeable. I didn't like his, I thought he was a little bit soft, honestly, in, in the first half. I think he, I think he rebounded well um, as far as like, you know, his, his just, just being more definitive in his finishing. I think sometimes he can be passive. Uh, which you know, I get the fan base doesn't you know they don't they don't like that. You, you see a big man, you want him to dominate. But I think like for him, dominating is different from how you see Zion dominate. Like JV's, he's gonna he's gonna like end up he's gonna beat you up. Like Zion is gonna take the contact go through you. JV's more of a wear you down type big, right? But he has you know touch around the rim. He has skill. He's able to like. Like, like we talked earlier, make these connective passes and and do all these other things. And, you know, I just feel like for him, getting him in a rhythm, just just being involved with the basketball, like just, hey, look, soon as he cross half court, let JV come set that pick, right? Let him, let him, you know, he does the thing where he uh, <clears throat> he he likes to do the, the dribble handoffs to whoever, mm-hmm. and then, you know, sometimes he... Hey. I'm glad you mentioned that. I think it's one of our best sets where you, where it's like, it's either Trey Murphy or Dyson, or you usually get a shooter, but it's either Trey Murphy, Dyson, Richardson's in there. It's a reverse. It's wow. It's a reversal to the top <laughs> of the key. Sorry about that. I got excited. And then that slot guy down screens for the guy in the corner, whether it be Brandon, you've seen Brandon come off in a lot. I don't know why Jarrett's laughing. Uh, you then go back. <laughs> I broke it down, Ross. We'll get we'll get to the next. Time. Wait, wait, wait. Can you can you, before I, before I move on? I wanted to, I wanted to say a point about Brandon. Like you talk about like we were talking about mastering the game, right? And to have I think he was sixteen of twenty three or seventeen of twenty three like that uh, yesterday. All tools <laughs> in the tip of three. He had one turnover, right? Which is the the crazy part to me is like you know when you think about. That's mastery of a game. You have one. You made one mistake the whole game, right? But the the thing I think, if you if you dive deeper into the numbers, like Brandon, I think since February first is his usage is like ninety nine. His his he's in the ninety ninth percentile of his usage. He's at like thirty two point seven percent, which is only behind Jason Tatum. And then if you go into like you know assist assist as he's also in the ninety the ninety fourth percentile. So like he's not only is he high usage, he's high efficiency points scored, high efficiency assists, and like he's he's scoring at such a high clip. Yeah, it's the dribble handoff hard to talk about on the play where Brandon turns the corner, and then Trey pops back, and then JV dives. Uh, I couldn't. I lost my train of thought. Five. 
Um, I'm just jacked up, man. I haven't seen you in a while. So let's get to the let's get to the big question. Let's get to the big question. All right, Ross, I'm starting with you. Let's get to the big question. If Zion Williamson you're in the movie right now, Ross, just letting you know. If Zion Williamson comes back this week, are you starting him? Or is he coming off the bench? We'll go Ross, then Chris, and then we'll delegate. He's coming off the bench. Uh, it took me and Chris kind of talked about this for a while last night um, for a lot of different reasons. Mainly, I mean, the first game he has to come off the bench, I think, just because you've kind of got something built. Um and, and you want to see what you have, like, you know, can he go for long, you know, stretches of time? Um, what's the level of play like? Everything else. Um, and then I think I would kind of play it from ear, play it by ear after that. But I lean more towards I would bring him off the bench um, from here on out. Unless you got into, like, the middle of a playoff series or something like that, or you got to that first playoff series and you realized, you know what, he can play 25 minutes. He can play – 10 minutes in a row or something like that. But I, I think for what, what we're going to see when he does come back, I'd bring him up. This. Yeah. Uh, we'll go with uh, Chris. What you got next? Yeah, uh, I, I agree. Uh, I agree with Ross. I, I think that that's just what's best for the team right now. You know, um, I think having another weapon off the bench is one thing, having that kind of weapon off the bench, all things considered. I, I'm curious from this from this perspective, because uh, five five made a good point about about his injury and have having him warm up before the game and sit down and coming back. Um, I'm really curious the difference in that route. I mean, because he's going to have to sit at some point regardless. So if he does come off the bench and we feel like that that's an issue, I'm, I'm assuming that you have him on a bike for a period of time. I do want to I do want to hear five fives uh, thought on that. But, yeah, I think it's what's best for the team right now. I am worried if you put Zion back into the starting lineup. Number one, you have to like you have a question and the person that you probably should be bringing off the bench. Like president's not going to the bench right now. It's not gonna be. It's not. It's not gonna happen. So it comes down to two guys that are playing really good basketball right now, and you need them on. Like you know, you need Trey shooting. He's your best shooter. If you bench him, and in that lineup, you, you're definitely gonna gonna have to use that with the way that Trey's playing. And then defensively, if you bench Herb, you're losing your best defender who is, has all his confidence going right now. So I don't know. And then that's out of that's. Outside of the fact that Brandon's playing during his stress, some of the best basketball of his career. I wouldn't want to mess that up with what the starters are doing right now. I and mean, that's no disrespect to Zion. We know he's a starter. But I think in this part of the year, you only have a few games left. You don't have time to be experimenting, even, even with a generational talent. Bring him in off the bench. It's a clear need there. He's still going to get his minutes. He's still going to be forceful. And in some of those god-awful offensive lineups that are coming in off the bench – Zion's the only guy, no disrespect to anyone else, but he's the only guy that can probably make those look better than they should offensively right now. Uh, Jared, before I get to you, I also wanted to talk about, uh, you know, I totally agree with you, Chris, because also I think rhythm and, and consistency and you see Trey and Herb and five, I think you agree with this too. Uh, they're, they're very comfortable in their role right now and they're in a nice rhythm. And I don't think you'd want to take that out, especially the last week of the season heading in the playoffs, but go ahead, five. Nah, I, I think Chris, I thought about this today. There better be a bike. There better be a bike like right next to the bench. Like he should like consistently just, 
yo, keep it going, keep it moving. It better be like, okay, five minutes on, then you stretch, continues that blood flow, have a trainer pause massaging your tendons. Like, yeah, you gotta you gotta have that nearby. Like you cannot allow Zion to get cold. You don't want that to happen. If you have that, then I don't care if he starts or, or comes off the bench. At, at that point, then it don't matter. If you're properly prepared, but we're banking on the Pels organization to be prepared for something like this. I just don't see it happen. So the other alternative is just to start him and then kind of do it later on. So back to your back to the starting thing, right? Obviously, eventually he has to come out of the game. So yeah. how do you warm him back up with a bike? But so he needs to be on the bike five minutes before he's getting back into the game. Yeah, you you. I mean, I think LeBron's done this. A, a couple of guys have done this. I mean, you see, you've seen organizations put guys on bikes right right next to the to the bench or in yeah. the in the alleyway. Um, but that's what it's for. You got to keep, keep these guys warm, especially with a guy with a hamstring. Like that's a that's a big issue. You want to stay warm. You want to stay conditioned. You want to have that muscle stretch. Oh, it's God. Uh, you want to have that that ready to go for for a team. God, I know, I know, man. It's it's, it's happening. Um, but at this point, I, I think the best and easiest one is probably to start him. That's just the easiest route to take. But that also hinders the guys like Herb or Trey. I don't want to see. I don't want to see either one of them coming off the bench. I don't. I don't. Well, we've I seen Trey come off the bench, you know, and we've actually never seen Herb come off the bench. Have we? We've never seen Herb come off the bench. I mean, right? early on, I mean, but but again, you need you need defensive a defensive guy like Herb, and he's confident in his shot. And he's been able to set screens and play make because you really don't have a prototypical point guard. So I think Herb is almost like a key piece. I don't know if he's more important than Trey. I'm not here to gauge that part. But I think they're both intricate. But at this point, I think you can live with Trey coming off the bench rather than Herb. Yeah, personally, I, I, I would, uh, yeah, I, I was going to let you go, Lita. But personally, oh, I would I would bench CJ. In my, in my oh, l- listen, we I told you this before. We all know what the right answer is. We know what the right answer, but what is the most conducive answer? What is going to be the actual answer that's going to happen? Right. Lito, go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, if if that was an option to bench three, then I'm I'm definitely going to bench three. Why is it? Wait, hold up. Why is it not an option? What is that? Why is that not an? Why is that not an actual option? Come, I'm come on, Justin. Come on, Justin. So, I'm asking a question. I'm allowed I, to ask the question. Go, go ahead. Go ahead, Fire. Oh well, one, he's he's probably played more games than both Brandon and and Zion combined. Uh, he's been there through it all. He's played hurt, right? He has a torn tendon in his other thumb. He's gone through the, the BS. He's tried to fix issues. He's He just got a deal done with the CBA. We could talk about that another time. There's just so much going on. And you're going to tell that dude that had to go through all that, that chose to come to New Orleans, I got to come off the bench because they can't stay healthy. Pays a price to win. Pays a price to win. Go ahead, Bars. I feel like so yeah. I mean, if 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 coming if three was an option to come off the bench, like yeah, like that'd be cool. But that's not gonna happen. Uh, this is my thing. I think Zion needs to come off the bench for reasons of you know. I know everybody's like you know that's Zion, that's whoever, whoever. But like yo, if Brian could come off the bench, Zion could come off the bench, right? Yeah. And and the other thing too for me is like you end up messing with guys' confidence. You end up messing with Trey's confidence, Herb's confidence. They got it going right now. I, I would I would rather them proceed to stay in their role and figure it out that way. Um, I, I, you know, I don't want to mess up that chemistry. And the, the, the other part of that is 
Zion go be Zion wherever you put him. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I think yeah. the only uh, the only argument against that is really keeping him warm. That's it. There, there's no for me. It's like, but, but okay, five. Can you keep him warm? Like, can you honestly keep like? What does he do at halftime? He just stays on the bike the whole time. Like, it, no. I mean, there's there's plyometric, not plyometric, but the, the leg warmer things that you can get. There, okay. There's all kind of stuff that you can do. To right. Keep the like, massager. They got the massager. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's it's just a training. There's a training staff right there. Like, <laughs> do. But that's the thing. It's like, do you trust the staff to do what you think they can do? Like, like Sam and Gundy said it a couple times. These guys. Gotta answer for their crimes against humanity too, right? Chaz, what you got? Um, you know, honestly, even if we could, I don't think I would bench CJ just because of how Brandon is playing at this moment. Context be damned, but how he's playing at this moment, I don't, you know, I think it, it would take so much away from what Brandon does well and what Zion ultimately does well because historically with those two, they don't really play well together. So in order to maximize both of them, I think that happens with Zion off the floor and Brandon's on the floor and vice versa. I think right now with Brandon, you need as many outlets for him to pass, you know, to open three-point shooters like a CJ, like a Trey, or even a JV or Herb occasionally. You just you just don't want Zion there clogging up the lane Especially if you got Zion, Herb, JV, and um, who am I missing? And Brandon, like I, it's just, I just, I, I just can't see Brandon or Zion being maximized in that scenario. I think, and I, I don't know which Zion we get. Are we getting the Zion to start the season? Probably, probably most likely that Zion. Yeah, like the Zion who kind of was figuring it out. So you know, I think it's good for him to come off the bench, build his confidence up, go against the team's second unit. And again, man, you it's some guys you really don't need to see anymore. So if Zion minutes is gonna take away from a couple of those dudes' minutes, and I don't gotta see them again, I think that's you know just addition by subtraction. Like just I don't I don't need we don't need to see them dudes no more. So let them let them come off the bench. I, I well, who, who are those guys? Who are those guys, Chaz? Well, one of them a friend of the show. I don't know if you want me to say his name. But I I'll say Dyson and, and you know you know I keep it real Larry I don't I don't need to see Larry no more I don't need he to see Larry at all. He look hundred percent, but I mean he's yeah he, I thought actually last night was pretty good. Um, to me though I don't really care who starts because five to be honest with you it matters who closes. So who's gonna close with Zion Williamson? Especially now you got to think with Zion and a minutes restriction as well. You know that's gonna be coming too. I well. If you trust it enough, you would base it on the, the flow of the game. But with that being said, that's never the case because I saw a game where JV outplayed Larry and JV didn't close. So yeah. that's not indicative of anything. Yeah. It's whether whatever whatever the hell they have it set at. If they have it set where Zion's closing, yeah, he's closing. But if it isn't based on the how well he's playing or how well the team's playing around him, um, because I watched that game the other night from the stands and I'm like, JV better be closing, and he didn't. He started the fourth and got to six minutes, just like always, and, and they pulled him. How? How do you watch that game and be like, yo, that man shouldn't be playing to close a game? So, yeah. Okay. Ross, what you got? I just – I'm nervous that I – I just don't know what we're going to see from Zion, and that's the biggest issue for me is that is he going to – is he going to have the stamina – 
to be able to be out there during those crunch time, high leverage minutes. Um, I think you probably continue to close with the group you have unless you get into those first few games that Zion can play and you're like, okay, wait, he's a lot farther along than I thought. I've just seen him come back from injuries and like, it's not always the best looking thing on earth. Yes. In short spurts, he can be very effective. Yes. He can still make a difference. And I, for me, that's where Zion fits in. Chad just mentioned it. Like there's, there's one lineup for sure, but really it's two. And if, if you go take the minutes that those lineups have been playing that are just like desperate for an offensive player to come in and do anything at all. Well, you, like just slip him in there and now you've got an effective player that you can sort of dump it to and kill some minutes and let guys rest or do whatever you got to do if you're in foul trouble. I don't know. I, I'm just not ready to say that like, oh yeah, bring him in tomorrow. And the dude who hadn't touched, you know, hadn't touched an NBA court in two months is going to be ready to close games. Like I, I think that's, that's asking a lot. And, and I, I sort of think it's unfair to put him in that, like to put him in that spot. That's the same thing we've all been saying for two weeks now is like, if you're expecting him to come back and be a savior, like your 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 realistic your expectations are unrealistic. Yeah, uh, slip it in there. Just, that, was Jared, that was Jared's face. Ah, Chris. <laughs> the, oh wow, Cam Newton. Son. All right. Um, I yeah, he, he's a he's a lion. Um, no, I, I was um, I don't know why, and I haven't I haven't looked I haven't looked this up uh, as it's came into my head here, but. For whatever reason, Brandon Roy keeps coming to mind when I think about Zion coming back here. And only because I remember like Brandon's lab, Brandon Roy's final final year basically of playing like actual ball before he went to the Suns, his last year, I think, as a trailblazer. He was coming back from another injury. And I remember Portland was making a playoff run. And Brandon Roy came in, he came off the bench. I think he eventually came back in, into the starting lineup, but he came in off the bench for a good majority of the part into and into the playoff run. He was the, he, he was the franchise piece. He was the, he was the guy on that team, but it was at, at that point of the year, the injury he was coming back from and just the flow that the starters had to even get them into the part of where they were at. It just made the most sense. And I think it, you know, it worked out for him. They ended up, I think they played Dallas in a, in, in a playoff series and ended up going six or seven, but B-Roy was important for that. I'm not comparing Zion and Brandon as as players and that like from that perspective, but that's what I'm that's the kind of mentality that I'm thinking of at this point. We know Zion's going to be a starter. We 100 percent know we know he's generational. But I think where this team is at right now, that just might be what's best towards wins and losses until we can get a chance to to really reevaluate it. uh, No pun intended um, toward (laughs) him being on the floor and seeing what he looks like um, after a few games, you know. Lito, uh, we'll go Lito and Chaz, but Lito, how, I mean, it's, you can't really answer this question, but we did see him when we first started the season, Zion looked, he looked a little rusty, right? Coming off like that 10, 12 game stretch. How long do you think it's going to take him now to get used to playing with this, with this group of guys now? Cause I don't, to personally, I don't think two or three games is enough. This is not enough. I would have preferred him playing last week if possible. Um, I mean, man, it's hard to say because, like, you know, five, you and five were saying minutes restrictions and, like, we, you got to know the full scope of, <clears throat> like, how they plan to use them. And like you said, coming off the bench, start <clears throat> doesn't matter as long as he ends the game. But <clears throat> you got to understand it's going to be <clears> – <throat> you can't – he's not going to be able to probably give his all on both sides. So he's 
probably going to have to pick a side to give maximum effort on. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, man, I don't know. That's a hard question to answer. Like, truthfully, just because it, yeah. it's a it, a lot is in the air. A lot uh, of the situation is still in the air because we still don't have a definitive date of him coming back. That, do y'all, Chaz, you think he comes back Tuesday, Wednesday? What do you What do you think? Um, to me, honestly, if they said he wasn't coming back, I wouldn't give a shit. Like, honestly, because I'm like, look. We ain't even supposed to be here right now. Like it, this is this is like the karate kid at the end. It's a fluky ass crane kick thing. Some miracle is happening. Just just take the small victories and just don't don't just don't you know don't think about it too much. If he can play, play him. I don't give a shit if it's the game before the end of the season. I don't care if he comes back versus Minnesota. He if he came back with one leg, he would be better than Larry and Dyson right now. So just. Wheel them on out there, and whatever happens, happens, and then you reevaluate them during the season. But you know, it, it, I'm I'm just not that invested because all of this shit is fluky to me. I can see them, you know, being ended up the tenth seed, and I can see them going to the Western Conference Finals at this point. <laughs> it's just like it's it's just a bunch of fluke weird shit happening. If y'all would have saw the end of this Mavericks Hawks game just now, this whole season is a fluke. Everything is crazy right now. So, like, just, just get into the, the tournament and let the miracle happen. Like, any, anything can happen. Like, just get into the tournament. All right, <laughs> like, five. Get in the tournament, five. Give me your prediction. Where we ended up last week of the year, uh, we have four – sorry, three home games and one on the road to finish in Minnesota. They will probably be the eighth seed. Now the Lakers are going to win this game, I'm guessing. I haven't really checked the score. Uh, but they'll be half a game out of seventh. I'm sorry, half a game out of sixth and a game out of fifth. Uh, like I said before, I'm sticking to it. They're not going to be in the playing tournament. Uh, I think this team will either be fifth or sixth or none of the above. But so I don't uh, – fifth or sixth. Let's just say that. Let's just stay right there. Fifth or sixth. That's where they are. Fifth or sixth. Okay. Lito. Um, shout out, uh, we were talking about the tournament. Shout out to, I want to get, I got to give a big shout to Skylar Mays, uh, for yeah, ending the Timberwolves in the, in the manner that he did on the day that LSU won. <laughs> that was, that was big time. I, I mean, I've been saying six, so I'm, I'm going to stick with six. Six. Okay. Chris. I, I, I flip flop between six and seven, bro. I, and no I, chance of five. No, I don't. I don't. I don't see five because I. Well, I don't see how Golden State falters. I think you would. You would kind of need yeah. that to happen. I think. I think you can get the Clippers, but the problem is, is that unless you tie, I think the Lakers. The Lakers are going to take care of business. I think the Lakers are your real um, enemy right now in this. So yeah. I. I think that um, now, if Golden State falls apart, you know, down the down the stretch was who knows which like Chad said with this season it could it could happen but um yeah I'm somewhere between six and seven um unless they went out if they went out they'll be they'll be a six seed so do y'all think if they went out they're automatically top six if they go four and this week I think so 100 percent yeah yeah what's three and one get them um I just think you got to avoid tying the Lakers at all costs like you just don't want to you just don't even want to be in that scenario. I think no matter what happens, no matter who you beat, because the, the wolves have they almost like played themselves out of 
top six contention at this point. If you all right, you beat the Clippers. If the Clippers beat the Lakers, you good. Like for the most part, you're pretty much good. But it's like again, I looked at it. This the um the Kings are on a first night of a back to back, and Memphis is on the second night of a back to back. But so are the Pelicans. We know Julius Randle is out. Is Brunson going to be resting around that time? And with Memphis losing today, it's like do they kind of want to make sure that you know they they have their gears and everything and check as they're going into the playoffs. Um, the Lakers still have to play the Suns. The Lakers are on a road trip right now, and they have a back-to-back. I think, in fact, I think they play tomorrow. I think they play the Jazz tomorrow or something like that. I could be mistaken. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm between six and seven, to be honest. Six and seven? Yeah. Um, I guess I'll wrap it up with this. Chris, we'll start with you. Uh, do you think that they can win a playoff series if they get it, if they get in the um, – out of the playing and then in the playoffs. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do. Um, I think that that the changes that they that they've made um, has obviously boosted boosted confidence and some some form of team chemistry of just empowering others, right? Having having other people be be involved and the players that we have been screaming have been most have been important that deserve you know a piece of the shine as well. I think for you to win a series one will have to be there. But look, if you get into a series, let's say Zion doesn't return. Let's say it doesn't, it's something happens. I hope it's not the case. If it doesn't happen, could they beat the Kings in a seven game series? I think so. I, I yeah, I mean, hundred percent, you know, that's the matchup. Do I Memphis? I have no idea who the Memphis Grizzlies are right now. I don't think they know who they are right now. I think they, they, they've dealt with a lot of different, different stuff this year, including some injuries, losing some guys. I think Brandon Clark, losing Brandon Clark is big for them. Yeah. Adams has been out. You had you you had the you, you know you had the uh, the BS surrounding you know surrounding Josh. Shout out to that brother. Um, you know Dylan Brooks. I, I mean it's just it's odd, man. So could they beat Memphis? I I think they could. Um, but I I yeah I I, I think the the trajectory is is pointing towards that now. If they get into a series with Phoenix, there's no way in hell they're winning. No, there's no there's no way in hell. Denver, Denver I think would be tough as well. I was I was literally about to ask this question to Jared. Jared, if if we do get in the playoffs, who would you who would you want to see first round then? Who would you really like? Who, like we can beat these guys in, in in the first round. Chris, I disagree. I think it's Denver. I yeah yeah. So the eight seed, the eight yeah, seed. Like you know, I'm just, Ooh, we got to talk about this five. Yeah, like just because we've played them so well, like every no matter who's on the court, no Zion. Uh, I mean, the, the game, I, it was January 24th. I watched in person from this, like, yo, we like, they compete against the, the Denver Nuggets really well. Hell, Herb had 18 last year in the fourth quarter, big dunk on Yoke. Like, the style makes sense when you play against it. Now, could it happen? Mm. I think maybe the easier route would probably be the, the Kings, but I really like the Pelicans versus the Nuggets. I, mm. I don't know why. I just feel like they feel comfortable with that team. With or without really Zion? Do. Both. Oh, they, they played them really well with or without I, They don't. Shit, no the, Brandon missed that last game when when Herb missed Billy Hernan Gomez under the goal. They were without Brandon. <laughs> I'll never yeah. forget that. They were without Brandon and Zion, right? Yeah. CJ missed the, the, the jumper to oh, possibly win it. CJ, yeah. Like, that's right. yeah, Kennedy yeah. was crying. Like, I'll never forget that game. <laughs> <laughs> Why was Kennedy crying? Because she wanted the team to win. Oh. I birthed a basketball player. What do you Unbel- expect? Hey, what a hooper. Uh, Ross, who would you like to see uh, first round? 
struggling here. Yep. There we go. Uh, Kings, hundred percent. Kings got Kings got to prove it. Um, for me, I, I need to see that team. I mean, that's a bunch of dudes that's never been in a playoff situation. They've never even really been in something resembling uh, a play-in or playoff situation. Um, I, I, I would take. I, I like our chances against the Kings, and I agree with Chris uh, or whoever just said it. The Grizzlies are kind of a mess. They got bomb. I mean, their starting lineup got bombed today by by the Bulls. Either of those teams, I, I like. Those are not sweeps. By any stretch of the imagination, those are those are close series all the way to the end. Okay, uh, Leah, I'm with five man. The the Nuggets put no fear in my heart. Like I mm-hmm. I, I think the Nuggets are, are Project Kool Aid. I think they're sweet. Uh, I I feel like I feel like <laughs> I would bro. I would love nothing more than to send. The reigning MVP home in the first round again. Like that's that shit would make my day. I think the problem with the Kings for me is I don't think we can score with them. Like we, I, regardless of what Casey Hill says, like we can't, we we can't, we can't come out and we just cannot. Hey, but they've been playing defense very well as a man. Way. Listen, listen, De'Aaron Fox didn't play the last couple times, and he when he saw the Pels, bro, it's food. He sees food. I don't want to. No, no, no. The Pelicans don't want to see that, brother. I'm good there, man. I'm good there. That, 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 that's not. That's not for us. I think the Nuggets. I truly think we can knock the Nuggets off. So the only team from I I, I gotta get Chaz's point here, but the only team I haven't heard yet that y'all don't want to be matched up with is the Phoenix Suns, as Chris why, said. Why would you? <laughs> I, well, I completely, no, but what I'm saying that was like you're comfortable with everybody else, though. It seems like y'all are comfortable with everybody else. Chaz, go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, there's only there's only two teams I don't want to play, but it's like aside from that, I think um, Denver. I think you can beat Denver. I'm gonna say with Zion, but um, Denver. Um, shit, I don't know about Memphis, but maybe Memphis. Uh, I'm comfortable with everybody, but Phoenix and the Lakers. Everybody but, else, I'm comfortable with. So you'd only, from what it looks like, you'd only probably face the Lakers in a seven eight matchup in which you can lose a game. So. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you're probably you're probably avoid that. I'm just saying, I'm just speaking generally. I, I could definitely see, man, I could see Pelicans Pelicans at Lakers seven eight, and then getting the winner of the Timberwolves and OKC probably. Um, well, which you, is kind of scary. I, Minnesota that's, that's, that, that means you saying that the Pelicans gonna lose that game. Well, uh, the Lakers game. Yeah, I mean, in LA against LeBron and Anthony Davis, it's a pretty tough. Yeah, it's a, a, a tall order. Matchup. That's a very tall yeah. order. Look, uh, Lido. I, I just wanted to say this one thing. Like, I got looking at the the, the schedule, <clears throat> man. I truly believe the Kings are gonna punt that game. I think the Grizz go punt that game. I think the Knicks. I, I, are the Knicks seated already? Do they? Yeah, they I bad? looked at that. There's like a decent size gap. Um, but, they, but them sitting Julius, they kind of like punting it. Like on the, yeah, like they, they they'll punt that game. The only team I I really see you know you possibly losing to in that stretch is the Timberwolves because they really have something to fight for. So. Like it, it is mean, the last game of the year. The, yeah. Did the and Kings the did the Kings punt tonight at home against the Spurs? That's what did. did they punt the, did they punt that game? Because the whole did. the whole starting team played and they lost to that just they lost to that G League Spurs team. Yeah, it went OT. Listen, Spurs been looking kind of good, man. I ain't gonna lie. Give me a break. <laughs> 
No, I'm talking. Give me about, a break, Chaz. Come no, on. No, I'm bro. talking about the Spurs have had some good victories as of late. I don't mean they're good, like they're a good team. I mean they've had like a couple good victories against good teams. I think Man. they beat shit. Y'all, who else did they beat? They did us a favor the other day. Didn't they beat Dallas or something like that? Yeah. yeah you are like, clowning, man. We get the we get the Kings in the first round. That's a best case scenario. We should be celebrating. If we were the just, three, if we were the three the and the Kings were the six, would we? I don't think we'd still be the having Kings the same conversation. Just beat us by like twenty points without Fox. <laughs> at like what? People got ripped. No memories on this show. I, I kept this show as vanilla as possible. People memories is crazy, bro. Like like yo, the Kings just beat the shit out of the Pelicans without Fox. That's them. not. That's we not the, the point. That's not the point. Too, you could. You, but th- that's what I'm saying is you could go find those scenarios all throughout the year. That's not like it's yeah. about. It's about you're gonna have to now play me seven times, mm-hmm. seven times potentially with Zion Williamson coming in off po- possibly off the bench against like Trey Lyles guarding him. You talk about food. I think they probably Barnes on him. So, all right, that's even better. So, that's what I'm saying. It starts to get a lot trickier in a seven-game series with our whole line. I don't yeah, want it to doesn't matter. I don't want to see that a, a team that wants to run like that, especially in a team like like uh, Sacramento. Fox is elite speed. They got runners and gunners and scorers, the guys that can give you 40, 30-piece here. You got Keegan Murray, an upstart shooter. You got defensive guys. Like, yo, they got they got pieces. They can, they can get it how they want to get it. Pause. Like – but their ability to one, they're well coached too. Like they understand what they want to do and they understand how they want to do it. So there's that. I think Denver, as, as a point, is like they're they've reached their ceiling. They're as good as they're, they're gonna get. They may have some, you know, outliers right there where you know you might have Jamal Murray go for a 50 ball, whatever. That may happen, but you know what that team is, you know how they're how they want to play. Sacramento is more of like a upstart. Like they could potentially just bust your ass with four four yeah. straight games, and ain't nothing you could do about it. And you know Sacramento is just going to be electric. I mean, oh, yeah. first yeah. postseason. Both that's dope. That's maybe. dope for them. They went through a lot. Man, I wish yeah. they would have hired Trajan. <laughs> the the wild card here here is is it's something that, that no one's going to be uh, happy about. Is like these these playoff series. You know, a lot of times, especially out the gate, they come down to you know the game plan and coaching staffs, right? Like remember, remember when we, remember when the Pelicans played played Portland? What was it 2017? And every you know everybody was like, man, Dame Dame always kills the Pelicans, right? CJ, so on and so forth. And then game one happened, and the Pelicans defended CJ and Dame in ways that they hadn't done in any of the regular season matchups, and it won them the series. It didn't, you know, like you know what I'm saying? Like Portland didn't have a they didn't have a rebuttal for that, and you know, most people pick Portland to win that series. So something similar happens like that. I mean, that's the wild card that, you know, that, that we're not as good as for, for any of these teams. It's going to come down to what coaching staff is throwing a curveball at you that you're not expecting in some in some of these cases, unless you are just overpowering someone with, I think, star talent and just have things that people can't respond to. Like, I think Phoenix is going to put out there if Kevin Durant is there. Just I don't care what you game plan for yeah, and they are who they are. You know, Golden State. If they if they get Wiggins back, another another example. Even without them, like, but that's what I'm interested about the most in any of these conversations about these series. What's gonna happen? What kind of curveball is gonna be thrown up from any coaching staff that we're not expecting? 
that could tilt the whole series. Now, my my only my only rebuttal to that is, do you trust this coaching staff to do so? Stan Van Gundy got on the Knucklehead, Knucklehead podcast, and he was talking about how he would talk to coaches about possible things that he would need to adjust to from the other team. Like, they had to come up with scenarios for the other team yeah. against him, and he wanted to know what they thought. Do you think that this team's doing that? No. They never. They don't even make adjustments to what they do. So I don't know, Chris. Like, I, I agree with you, right? We want to see what – Maybe a uh, coaching staff will do what curveball may happen, but our, I don't even know if this team's going to look forward to the, the possible adjustments that they'll need to make mid game rather than you know previous game. <laughs> Lead out I didn't like the Alvin. Gen- I didn't like the uh, Alvin Gentry led coaching staff either. I just want to throw that out. Hey, there. but I mean, he- I-, I wasn't a big fan of that staff either. Some of those guys are still here, so you know what I'm saying, like. That's the problem. Yeah, just, I, I mean, I'll just leave that there. But, but I mean, good point though. I, I, you know, I mean, we'll see. Look, when Zion gets back, if Zion gets back, you know, we'll. Is Zion get back, Chris? Is he coming back? Is he coming back? Yeah. Is he coming yeah. back? Yeah. That's a hell of a spot to put that. That him, Zion, and Brandon are yeah. two people that like you. You really can't even really put a person on the spot with them two. Like, like them dudes, like, yeah. usually be like, last I heard, he was. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. You can see. I like, just saw him last week. So close, bro. But the, like, remember, right before that, that Atlanta Hawk game, he was supposed to be back, like, the next – it was, like, the next game or the game after What was that date, Chris? Do you remember that date? Do you remember the date I, of, of – of It the, was – It was before the – February 7th. Yeah, trade, right. trade deadline. Because then you start, like, 7th. never hearing anything. You're like, why haven't we heard anything in – and then it went completely left. So, you know, that's a that that's a real bad question. I had somebody chat right. I don't know. I just want I just want to see him come back, man. Chris uh, is Jose coming back? He's not coming back. No, he's out. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Jose in a boot now. They show up in a why did he show up in a boot? He so did he have some other stuff? Because yeah, I thought that was weird. I didn't remember him looking like that. But he was in like a full on boot up to the knee he yesterday. Was working with whoever Zion was working with, and when he had his setback, damn it, y'all just set chance up for that. Y'all, that's probably that's probably look. That's, right. that's, 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 that's me. 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 But, you know what I'm saying? He's like, damn, when are you getting a wheelchair? Like, uh, <laughs> things happen. Yeah, oh, Paul Pierce. Um, yeah. by the Company Burger located at 4600 Ferretri. Let's hear from our friends at Company Burger. Company Burger is the official burger of Propel's Talk and Boot Crew Media. Located at 4600 Ferret Street, Company Burger has been locally owned and operated for 11 years. Grind the meat. Bake the buns, make the mayo, get the homemade tots. Company Burger uses Creekstone Farms prime beef to create the best burger in the city with milkshakes to go and a full bar. Company Burger is open every day besides Tuesday from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Can't make it out? No worries, we have you covered. You can order online right now at thecompanyburger.com or check them out on the Toast or Uber Eats app. Company Burger, the official burger of Boot Crew Media. Make the buns. That's crazy. Yeah. Who wrote that script? Yeah, I was, was going to say, Adam, that company wrote, wrote that script. I saw Lito's shout, face. I wish you would have had that Adam. live. I wish you would have had Shout out to Adam. 
that was that was that was spectacular. Grind Tell the meat, Adam. bake the buns, or whatever. I <laughs> Adam wrote that for you and did this. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I always appreciate. You gonna take that. my money? I can write whatever I whatever I want. Yeah, you gonna read whatever I put down. <laughs> that boy said, <here>, Justin. <laughs> Grind the meat, bake the buns. When we were making the video, man, you should have. Wow, it was bad. It, it wasn't good. It was, yeah, it was tough. It took me about 15 or 20 takes. Uh, oh, anybody, <laughs> make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Larry <laughs> Bird, come get your daughter. Love to hear your thoughts on what we got this week. Chaz Lito, five. Chris is not even the shot, Ross. Uh, appreciate all y'all's interactions, and we will see y'all uh, Tuesday night. National Championship uh, is tomorrow, so everybody is off in the NBA. Go Huskies. We'll see y'all later.